0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: It is the rabbit Lundberg Show coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios when you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can. You know, um, it's funny. LeBron James, I, I think there might be even some LeBron fatigue about, like you know how often this guy gets talked about, and that's and now we're going on decades, <laughs> not even years, decades talking about him, um, and, and really over the last decade or so, uh, he's has to have been talked about and discussed more than probably any athlete in history, when you you break it down all the way to the bone gristle um and social media and television and digital platforms and radio and podcasts and so on and so forth because he can't do anything without it being a talking point you know i mean there's a reason he was the face of the new space jam and obviously the michael jordan comparisons have given everything a new life as that's become, that's probably now at this point the single biggest track on the Sports Talk Radio greatest hits album, Uh, LeBron against Jordan, Where You Stand, and all that. Now, LeBron against his peers and his contemporaries, where does he stand in the NBA right now? That is an interesting question. And there was a poll of scouts and executives done where he received zero votes as best player in the league, which is kind of startling when you see zero. It is. Not that it's wrong to say he isn't the best player in the league anymore. I, I don't think that's right. In, in fact, I've declared Kevin Durant the best player on the planet. I, I you know, I think what Kevin Durant did this summer um, between the series he had against the Bucks, which is as good as I've ever seen him play, and elevating Team USA, where they wouldn't have won that gold medal without him, and his track record, you know, it's not like this is some fleeting thing. This is a guy who was already on an all-time status, already has the rings, already has the achievements. I think it's KD. You could make a case for Giannis off that title, obviously. You know, there are a few guys in that. Steph Curry changed the game, had an unbelievable season. Kawhi, when he's healthy, Luka, James Harden. I mean, Jokic, these are the very, very best players in the NBA. But I was always hesitant. Like, it took me a while, and, and I thought about it before I even said, I think, Kevin Durant. Like Kevin Durant won me over this summer because my stock line with LeBron was always, you know, that belt doesn't change hands via count out or disqualification. It has to change hands via pinfall or submission. And I'm not sure if I didn't break my own mantra there in taking the crown off of LeBron because... When LeBron sees that he gets zero votes as best player in the league, of course, that's not the same thing as people calling him washed. It's not the same thing. But I understand if that's his spin on it. I understand if his spin on it is, oh, none of y'all? Not like I wasn't the consensus choice, or not like some people picked Kevin Durant, some people pick Giannis. Some people pick LeBron. None of y'all picked me. None. And remember, this is somebody who's been talked about over the. Years. Remember when he went first went to L.A.? There's a lot of people said, "Well, uh, he's only going there to make movies." I mean, he made a movie, but he won a title. So, I don't think you can doubt, you know, his motivations or where he's at at this place in his his place in the game. And it's funny because, you know, there, there's always been, you know, a talk about somebody being better. Or, like, again, when he went to L.A., him being finished then. So, over the years, that that stuff adds up. So, no, nobody came out and said LeBron is washed. So, when he, he goes with the washed king thing, he is taking it to a little bit of an extreme. But all he's doing is creating a chip on his shoulder. You know, like the greats have done in the past. That's what he's doing. He needs... Some way to garner and stir up motivation within himself. The guy's got nothing less to accomplish. You know, it's him and Michael Jordan. When you say, who's the greatest player of all time? LeBron James and Michael Jordan. I think at this point, you throw Kareem Abdul Jabbar, it, it makes it a top three, probably. That's the top three players of all time. You know, who's the, the fourth face on the Mount Rushmore of basketball? That's up for debate. You know, speaking of Kevin Durant, I really think Kevin Durant is. On a trajectory now, depending on what happens with him in Brooklyn, where he's getting himself into these conversations. But not quite yet. Not quite yet. LeBron James, though, there. He's there. And if you watch the last dance or paid attention to Tom Brady's Instagram, it's not like this is a new thing for the goats. I mean, Tom Brady saved all those receipts. He knew what people were saying about him. As soon as he won the Super Bowl, he played him on a loop, right? Like, here's all the people who said I was going to fall off a cliff or, um, you know, not win in Tampa or Belichick was the reason I won. Boom, boom, boom. Tom Brady collected that stuff. Or someone did it for him. But nevertheless, he was clearly aware of it. Michael Jordan, what was the guy's name, made up something that LeBradford Smith said to him? Just made it up. to get motivation i mean what lebron's doing is very similar i think to the way jordan may have behaved jordan just didn't have social media wasn't a thing so he couldn't tweet not saying he necessarily would have done it via tweet i don't know but it's not dissimilar is what i'm saying it's not dissimilar to what we've seen greats do before, that create manufacturing edge. Because there's nothing LeBron can lose at this point. He can only gain. Anybody who's saying he can lose is out of their mind. I mean, the fact that he's even in the conversation is insane. He's thirty-seven years old this season. He'll be thirty-seven. He's thirty-six now, I think. But he'll be thirty-seven this coming season. His nineteenth in the league. People who are are thirty-seven 19 seasons in, aren't in the best player in the NBA debate. That doesn't happen. So that's an accomplishment in and of itself. But really, all he's doing is creating a chip on his shoulder. So I, I I don't understand any backlash he would get for a tweet like that. And no, no one called him washed. But you can understand where he's coming from. You can understand where he's coming from, where he's like, I've been on top for how long? And... None of y'all? Because remember, and I know time moves fast, myself included, by putting Kevin Durant in the top spot, I'm sort of projecting forward more than I am 100% certain LeBron's run is done. I, I mean, LeBron has lost a little bit of a step as far as, you know, that first step to get by people. Sometimes when he doesn't have his legs, he doesn't finish around the rim to the same degree. Um, but he also had one of the most historic runs finishing around the rim ever in the playoffs in October. (laughs) The Lakers won the title in October. It hasn't even been a calendar year since the Lakers won the title. And LeBron also, you know, was on his way to perhaps winning the MVP, the regular season MVP when he got hurt. That was in March. I mean, to me, I, I look at it and I say, all right, between the injury, between the age, the mileage, and just how great Kevin Durant is, it, it's going to be tough for LeBron to, to reclaim that top spot. But, as far as, um you know, him being upset about it, I understand. It makes sense. And he's just trying to manufacture motivation. 855 212 Let's go to Spike in St. Petersburg. Spike, you're up next here on the Robin Lundberg Show. What's going on?
2: Good morning, my friend. I was going to talk football, but it's you and me. It's recency bias. Talking hopes. Sorry. Listen, I've seen it all, meaning I'm old. That's all. Uh, the, the, the comparison, you and I... Full disclosure, I talked to you locally years, for years now. And this argument just wipes the phones up, whatever. As a kid, it was uh, being from the uh, New York metro area. It was Willie, Mickey, and the Duke was the song. And I lived near Ebbetsfield. And the Duke Snyder was great, but he wasn't Willie really and Mickey. So this is recency bias in, bas- in basketball, which became much more popular than baseball. I, I can't take LeBron out of the top three ever, and it's hard to say. I've always thought that it was kind of a dead heat with Michael and LeBron. I always thought the guy I went to high school with got short-shifted with Kareem. That's my top three.
1: and That's my uh, top I'll, three, too. That's the top three I'll, I would put.
2: Okay, so so we're on the same page. Now you start parsing. Um, I watch LeBron as much as I can. It's, it's, it's uh, whatever, Mozart, Jay-Z, or, or uh, anyone who's the best at their craft. I admire that. Uh, we've talked about this. You, you, you threw Kawhi in, which I appreciate, because the personality didn't bring him up to that level to some extent. Uh, when you play two ways in any sport, it's fascinating to me. They used to do it in football way before you were born. But I watched LeBron, and I've always said this. I think you agreed with me on and off. He, he, maybe he lost a half a step. What he really lost in my I eye, mean, it's fairly educated, I officiated, and, and, and all that at a pretty good level. And I always thought he couldn't do both after he was 30 at the maximum uh, efficacy. I never thought he could. Now, what he did, which was a team effort, the last Unfortunately, the last five minutes of the game, when he, not unfortunately, but just works out like that and for some reason. If it's not a blowout, he just concentrated on one or the other. If he couldn't get eight assists or five assists in the last nine minutes, then he shut down their big score. That's where he's lost their half a step. And I think KD uh, stepped up to the penthouse and he's knocking on the door. But KD is not Michael, not LeBron, not Kareem. He still has three to five years. Because I'll tell you, if he loses another half a step, he he will turn into one of the greatest catch-and-shoot players ever because you cannot stop at the shot. Like with Kareem, when Kareem was older, you still couldn't stop the skyhook. So it's a, it's a great argument. It's a challenging argument. And that's what we seem to have in this world. But... I will not be surprised and have a great weekend and be careful out there because I've lived through COVID in New York Metro and South Florida. It's worse down here than it was up there and vice versa. It stinks, so we have you guys to talk to. If, if it comes down to LeBron, I don't know if this geriatric team can do it, but if anyone can man the ship, LeBron will sacrifice, this is my opinion, will sacrifice offense. And become a, they get enough shooters around them who wind up averaging 12 assists again. What do you think?
1: Well, look, LeBron has always been capable of doing that. I mean, he's the he's the best passer I've ever seen, uh, on top of being, I mean, part of the, you know, he, he's right there for the best scorers ever, and he he's the best passer I've ever seen in, in defense, as you just mentioned. And, and I think, you know, any lack of athleticism, it's crazy to say lack of athleticism, any dip in athleticism, um, he's, he's offset with an increase in skill over the years. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why his game will age well is he's gotten more skilled over time and he's, he's just a basketball genius and he'll know how to, to leverage his talent. Um, as far as, as Kevin Durant goes, what I'm saying about Kevin Durant is I think he's the next guy to get into that conversation. Steph Curry is, is not far off either because he's, he was a transformative player. But I think it's KD who's going to be the next guy who gets into that conversation. And, and that depends on what he does in Brooklyn, you know, the next couple of years here. But KD, let's say the Nets do what they're supposed to do and win the championship this year. They're the favorites to win the championship. I think the odds came out um, yesterday. They, they opened with the, the NBA's highest win total even for the regular season uh, after the schedule was released. The Nets go into the season as the favorites. Let's say they win. I mean... That's three rings for Durant at that point. An MVP, you know, gold medals, scoring numbers that are going to start falling. And just watch the guy play. It's like, look at this freak. He's damn near seven feet tall. I mean, you know, I always – there's like a – I forget who originally said it because I don't think it was my joke originally, but like – You drop Kevin Durant back in the past, in in the 80s or whatever, 90s, like to accuse the guy of witchcraft. What are you talking about? You could do that at that that height. So I think he's the, you know, I think right now it's uh, LeBron, Jordan, and Kareem. I think Kevin Durant's the next guy who's working his way into that mix. Um, And it'll depend on how he does in, in Brooklyn with the Nets over the next year or two. But I do think his time is now as the guy. You know, he, as great as he's been, he's never been considered the consensus top player in the league. I think this is his chance to have a, a stranglehold on that for a couple years. But not if LeBron has anything to say about it. And LeBron also, again, is not even saying, I mean, LeBron gave Steph Curry and Kevin Durant credit when the NBA 2K ratings came out this week, and they had 96s. He said they should be 99s. He wasn't dissing any of his contemporaries or those guys. He knows how great they are. He just was a little peeved. No one. <laughs> gave him a vote. <laughs> you know, it wasn't it wasn't you know, Durant was the best player in the league according to Scouts and executives. It was LeBron James got zero votes for best player in the league, according to scouts and executives. And that's what upset LeBron. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Eight five five two one two four two two seven at Robin Ludberg on Twitter. Uh LeBron's been around consistently over the years. Someone who hasn't been around made a return last night to crazy fanfare. Get into that coming up. It's the Robin Lundberg Show here on CBS Sports Radio.
3: You're listening to the Robin Lundberg Show.
1: Hey, Terry in Knoxville. You're on the Robin Lundberg Show. What's going on?
3: All right. So I heard you say all these executives and scouts. None of them gave LeBron uh, the vote. Okay, let me tell you something. They're all liars because if LeBron was a free agent right now and said, I'm leaving L.A., every last one of them would drop to their knees and beg LeBron to come and play for them. There's nowhere in the world you're going to take LeBron's title until he sit down and not playing the game again. The man is the greatest player in the game today, period. Ain't nothing y'all can say that's going to change what this man has done. This man has proven himself. Time and time again. And, LeBron, you ain't got to prove nothing to nobody. Can't nobody take your spot, bro. Take it for what it is. You are the best player in the game. And, Kevin Durant, you're not close to LeBron. I'm just telling you. You're great. You're good. You're whatever you want to be. But you are not LeBron James. Neither is Steph Curry. Neither is uh, Giannis. Neither is none of them and none of them can't, LeBron can turn it on and off whenever he feels like it. The dude is just the greatest player in the game, and all this other stuff ain't nothing but yip-yap and talk. That's all it is. That's all it is to generate publicity because ain't nothing y'all can say. If you're watching basketball, you can't say LeBron is not the greatest player in the game right now. Uh,
1: well, look, LeBron is is the greatest player of all time in, in my mind. Uh I think there's an argument whether he's the greatest player in the game at this very moment. The fact that he's still in the conversation is crazy at 37 years old and going in th- I keep aging him at 36 years old. I'm saying 37 because he'll be 37 next season. I think his birthday's in December or something like that. Uh, that is, is wow. You know, 19 seasons in, I mean, that in itself is worth praise. I don't think it's, crazy, and in fact, I've said myself, right now, I think Kevin Durant is probably the best player in the league, but for LeBron to take offense to getting zero votes, zero recognition, I can understand, and he's also, you know, using it as motivation, as fuel, if you will. All right, Uh, I've teased this ahead a little bit throughout the show, and might as well get to it now. (laughs) It's always, it's always fun To do a a little wrestling talk here on on this program because it always gets a a good response, and last night was probably the most focused on professional wrestling I've been in a bit. I'm like a um, what is what would I call myself? A parachute wrestling fan. Like I've uh, always liked pro wrestling since I was a little kid. I remember you know, grabbing the, they were called Coliseum videos. My mom's actually from Mississippi and my brother and I would be holed up in my grandmother's house and we'd have these uh, VHSs and we'd just watch all the old pay-per-views, you know, before there was a WWE network, obviously. And then, you know, in high school, I went to high school in the midst of the the attitude era, you know, and, and I don't think wrestling was ever, hotter than it was during the attitude era where it's like Austin 316 shirt was the coolest thing you could ever wear and then you know the 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 rock went on to become who he's become and all that so like I was that's that's my formative experiences after high school and and early college you know I, I started uh I've always used wrestling references I've always been pretty knowledgeable about you know that period of time um but i would sort of parachute in when things got interesting for me and and not necessarily watch every raw every smackdown every whatever you know the aew stuff is new um and this is certainly a parachute moment right now because i i parachuted in last night i watched a lot of smackdown um because I'm gonna watch SummerSlam tonight. I think it's cool. It's on a Saturday. John Cena, Roman Reigns is about as big a, a main event as they can make. You know, Roman Reigns as this this heel, the head of the table, tribal chief bit has worked really well. John Cena, you know, absence makes the the heart grow fonder because the response to him has been crazy since he came back. You know, and and wrestling fans have always been a little polarized on on John Cena with the you know the kids and the families liking him and the 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 hardcore wrestling fans booing him and, and all that stuff uh but he's received almost overwhelming support since he came back including that legendary pop when he returned and you could just see he had the crowd eating out of his hands last night and then you know there's there's other talent there like uh the Bianca Belair Sasha Banks um should be great a- as well you know those those sort of matches headlining SummerSlam SummerSlam a big big event But even with John Cena back and taking on Roman Reigns at SummerSlam, it wasn't WWE that got all the headlines last night. It was AEW, the other professional wrestling league, for those of you, and not the only other professional wrestling league, but the other, I I guess now, significant professional wrestling league here. And they got more buzz than they've ever gotten before last night because CM Punk, returned to wrestling after, there it is, a long hiatus to join AEW and talk about a reception when he returned. And I guess, like, AEW, part of their bit is that, you know, they're wrestling for wrestling fans, by wrestling fans, and stuff like that. And CM Punk kind of represents that fan base more than almost anybody else, and again, he's he's like a, a cult sort of figure in the way that he disappeared and he had beef with WWE and he, he brought that to his character when he was still there and then that's what led to him and their relationship falling apart and he's just been gone for so long. So to see him return and to see him join AEW is like validation for that company. And I think if they become what a lot of people – Think they'll become, everyone's going to look back to that pop and that promo that CM Punk had last night. I mean, that was a moment. And more than anything else, I think professional wrestling is about moments. Those are those things that you remember forever. And there'll be a lot of people who remember that moment forever. By the way, I, I'm not, I don't have any skin in the game. I don't, I don't go like, I want. AEW to crush WWE or, I, you know, AEW will never be WWE or any of that stuff. I think it's it's healthy if AEW is good. It'll make the WWE better. I mean, look, when you eat your competition as the WWE did after the, the Monday Night Wars, it's easy to get fat and lazy. So I think it, it'll bring out the best in everybody. I just want to be entertained. And it was certainly entertaining to see him See CM Punk return. And CM Punk's one of those guys who, he was right there. He was like a powder keg. He, and he was like really big with the hardcore wrestling fans and very, very popular. But he never had that sustained run because of everything that happened with him politically, backstage, whatever the case may be. And then who knows what he was doing for a while. In fact, I interviewed him uh, a couple years back. He was promoting a movie at the time made a good impression on me, though, because after the interview, he told me how great a job I did. So I was like, that's pretty cool. Then we took a selfie. So there you have it. But um, it was a moment. And one of my favorite things to ask off professional wrestling moments, because I do think that is what makes that more memorable than anything else. I think that's what sells wrestling more than anything else. Everybody can remember those moments. What your favorite ever professional wrestling moment is
3: you're listening to the robin lundberg show
1: cm punk returned to professional wrestling last night a huge moment the signature moment for AEW uh the wrestling company that is relatively new obviously um as far as the wrestling business goes and a competitor to WWE or an alternative to WWE or in addition to WWE, however you want to spin it, right? Um, and therefore, I was asking what the most memorable professional wrestling moment, professional wrestling moment ever is to you. What do you think? 855-212-4227. Uh, it is a professional wrestling weekend. Summer Slam is tonight. Summer of Cena, John Cena against Roman Reigns. I mean, John Cena's return was a moment. Just a couple weeks back. That was a big deal. So, what is the, the standout moment in your mind? I mean, for for me, there's so many, like, because I, I you also have to distinguish a moment from a match. Like, to me, the best match of all time is Shawn Michaels against Undertaker at WrestleMania 25. Shawn Michaels has most of the best matches of all time. I mean, he's right there in the mix for, for the, the best matches of all time. Uh, as far as, you know, overall moments, I mean, I, 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 one that stands out to me is when Chris Jericho made his debut on, I think it was Monday Night Raw at the time, and they'd been running these promos for him forever, and he, they just kept building it up, like Y2J and this countdown, all that for forever, they were just building it up and building it up and building it up, and he was giving these speeches and blah 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 blah. And he finally returns, and he, or he finally shows up, and he gives this big speech, and the, the Rock is standing there in the ring watching him, and then The Rock says, what, "What did you say your name was again?" And and Jericho's all flabbergasted and about to say, his name, "It doesn't matter what your name is." And it's the first time The Rock dropped that. I'll just remember that moment forever. You know, Stone Cold. Got Vince McMahon in the hospital stuff like that there's always the Mike Tyson was a big one Mike Tyson and Stone Cold confronting one another that would be up there for me so Jericho's debut with with The Rock Mike Tyson and and Stone Cold confronting each other Mankind getting thrown off the cell Mick Foley getting thrown off the hell in the cell I mean those are some of the ones that that pop right to the top of my head You go way back, Andre the Giant getting body slammed by Hulk Hogan. I mean, there are a lot of all-time great professional wrestling moments, which is what I think is the lasting legacy of, of pro wrestling is that those moments you always remember. And last night CM Punk returning was a moment. So I thought I would ask you what your favorite ever professional wrestling Moments are 212 I I got a a d. You can also tweet me at Robin Lundberg on Twitter. I got a DM from Jeff Robinson. I hope I'm not um you know speaking out of turn by sharing this on on the air because it seems like the kind of thing he would just send by regular tweet. He said his his dad took him to Maple Leaf Gardens when he was ten to see Bobo Brazil battle the Sheik. Sheik has always cheated but had one of the longest unbeaten streaks ever great fun yeah going in person I mean that's another thing for it but I mean look at the look at the reception CM Punk got last night and you know I had the the crowd eaten out of the palm of his hand when he was given his speech and that's like a a certain power that's a certain theater that I don't know if anything else exactly gives it to you and of course like look at I get it sports entertainment versus real sports and CM Punk's a good example of that right I mean he tried out for some MMA didn't go so well for him, but that doesn't matter as much in, in pro wrestling when it's just about your ability to entertain. And there is a mystique that he has in a sense where he was gone for so long. And he, he, he was like right at the, the the precipice of that wave coming in and, and, and landed and, and just dominating and it kind of crashed and and, and washed ashore and, and never – the tide didn't come back in because of the way his career unfolded. So there's a bit of a mystery around him as well, which is, I think, part of the reason that that moment with AEW was so big last night. But SummerSlam is tonight as well. Roman Reigns, John Cena, I mean, that's about as big as it gets. Maybe, the, you know, Vince McMahon's probably scrambling to make a moment happen at SummerSlam after AEW and, and CM Punk stole – some of the WWE's thunder on what is typically a big weekend for them. What's your favorite ever professional wrestling moment or memory? Eight five five two one two four two two seven eight five five two one two four two two seven at Robin Lundberg on Twitter. Anthony, I know you've got a lot.
0: uh well, uh, just I mean, when you think back of all the Stone Cold moments. Obviously, the beer truck. I mean, there. Are so, I mean, you mentioned Tim and Tyson. I mean, there are there are a thousand Stone Cold moments. Um, so, like, my favorite probably is, uh, this was a match, but just the ending of it, um, the, the double turn at WrestleMania 13 with uh, Brett and Austin, the submission match, just because um, that that helped launch Austin's career, that moment, the double turn at the end. You know, Austin went in as this vicious heel, and uh, Bret Hart's the legendary baby face that everybody's cheering for, and then at the end, by the end of the match, Um, The roles have reversed, and the crowd is viciously booing uh, Bret Hart, and then uh, they're cheering the effort uh, put forth by Stone Cold Steve Austin, his heroic effort uh, in the ring. It was just a significant moment because it helped to launch Austin's career, and we all know how much Stone Cold uh, uh, means to the wrestling business and the Attitude Era, what that did for the WWF at the time. And then that also set forth a great heel run uh, for Bret hard in 97. Uh, that was some of his best work that he did in his career that year of 97 and all started with that 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 double turn with their uh, WrestleMania 13 match in Chicago and and going into that Brett um Brett was always my favorite wrestler because when I first started wrestling you know, he was the face of the new era, as they called it in WWF. He was the world champion. So I gravitated towards him. Uh, and that was just a real significant moment uh, with between him and Austin at WrestleMania 13. Uh, last night was great with uh, Punk's arrival. But, you know, let's see what uh, AEW now does. Uh, you know, will they capitalize on it? Will they take... Advantage of it. It's a great moment, but now they can't drop the ball. They have a lot of momentum with Punk coming in. Most likely, Daniel Bryan will be coming back next month when they come to Flushing at the Tennis Center. So that'll be another exciting moment. So uh, they have a lot of momentum, but you know they, they actually got to do something with it. You know, uh, AEW they promised to be this alternative to WWE, and for the most part, they haven't been. Uh, for the most part, with a few exceptions along the way, that has been. A lot of the same trash that we get from WWE nowadays. So, you know, they've brought in a new, a lot of new people recently. Again, we should have Daniel Bryan coming in next month. Uh, so let's see if they actually do something with it. Uh, I personally, last night, you know, I know he's going to be facing Darby Allen. That's that's who CM Punk's first opponent's going to be. Uh, Darby Allen doesn't personally do anything for me. Uh, plus no he plus he's plus he's, <laughs> plus he's plus he's another face, which I don't like. A face versus face. Uh, it just didn't make any sense because uh, you have their best heel, uh, their number one heel in the company is MJF, uh, who's a very good worker. He's exceptional on the mic. He literally just got done with this feud with Chris Jericho on Wednesday where he had Jericho tap out to him to win. Uh, it just would have made perfect sense to have Jericho come in and interrupt Punk last night because MJF is so good on the mic and he would have got so much heat uh, and I know it's going to happen eventually them, too. But, I mean, I don't, again, uh, one of the problems with AEW is, you know, again, I don't know why they would wait. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. But, again, it was a great moment last night. Uh, one of the greatest pops ever. The crowd, of course, uh, in Chicago. You knew he was going to get a reaction. I mean, he would have got a reaction anywhere. Everybody's been dying for him to come back. So, uh, hopefully, they take advantage of it. This is their opportunity now to AEW to shine. Uh, they really haven't done it up until this point. So, hopefully... They take advantage of a lot of the talent that they've had coming in recently now.
1: Look, I, 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 you've mentioned a heel turn. I forgot about um, Shawn Michaels at Barbershop Window. You know, Marty Jannetty. That will live forever, too. That's a, another moment. I, um, I'm yep. sure I'll think of That's a great more. moment.
0: Uh, again, uh, Jerry Lawler and uh, Andy Kaufman on the late show because like that was the first time that – Wrestling came into the pop culture with that feud, one of the great feuds in wrestling history. Uh, so the whole uh, incident between Andy Kaufman and Jerry Lawler on the um, on with the David on the David Letterman show uh, that definitely one of uh, the iconic moments, uh, an important moment in, in wrestling history.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, Henrock33 tweets in Ultimate Warrior beating Hogan to win IC and heavyweight belt. Hashtag great wrestling moment. Uh Yeah, like that's a um, I remember my teacher at that time talking about that match the next day we came in. I don't think we were – I don't know if I was allowed to stay up late enough or if it was pay- pay-per-view and I didn't want – but I remember my teacher telling us who won that match the next day between The Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan. So that is definitely another one on the list. What's on your list? 855-212-4227, 855-212-4227 in honor of CM Punk's return. In honor of SummerSlam tonight, your favorite ever professional wrestling moment. Brando John says the ladder match between the Hardys and Edge and Christian. realized how more acrobatic wrestling had become from what I grew up with. Well, are you talking about the uh, tables, ladders, and chairs match? Because that is an amazing one with the Hardy Boys, Edge and Christian, and uh, who was the third team that was involved in in that one? Uh, There's three teams. The Dudley Dudley Boys, the Hardy Boys, and Edge and Christian. And that was when... um, edge speared jeff hardy off the the ladder through tables and stuff that was wild like i said when you're talking about bumps that's got to be one of them mankind getting thrown off the cage i I don't know if anybody will ever forget seeing that live when when he was thrown off the hell in the cell um i'm searching for more like I and said, talking to,
0: and uh, you know, you mentioned Mankind, uh, just in terms of crowd reaction uh, and pops, uh, when Mankind won the uh, title um, from The Rock on Monday Night Raw, and then Austin came out and helped uh, Mankind. I mean, you had two of the greatest pops right there. First, when Austin's music hits and he comes out. Uh, I mean, that that pop is insane. And then when uh, Mankind gets the three count on The Rock and he wins the WWF Championship for the first time on Raw, uh, just that that's another terrific uh, moment. And uh, just the crowd reaction was unbelievable. The pop. Brock
1: Lesnar beating The Undertaker. There's another one. I mean, just talk about iconic crowd reactions and moments that... That one guy that poor guy out the glasses, his, his eyes bugging out of his head. After well, he and he then,
0: just- I mean, you had the the one guy last night who was crying. So, I mean, yeah. that guy is going to be famous forever, too. I'm sure they're going to play that over and over again. The guy was literally crying when
1: uh, CM Punk came out. Party Boys 08 tweets in, Eric Bischoff showing up on Raw. Never thought I would see him on WWE TV. Yeah, How about Hollywood Hogan? I mean, the, the turn there, the NWO, or uh, Hall and Nash first showing up at WCW. I mean, lots Shane of... Shane
0: McMahon on Nitro and when they were coming together. Lots WWF of moments.
1: Purchased. What is your favorite ever professional wrestling moment? 855 212 Hogan and The Rock at WrestleMania. Austin and The Rock at, at, at WrestleMania. Uh, you know, Shawn Michaels saying I love you before he sweet chin music. Ric Flair to end his career. Like I said, match for me is, is Shawn Michaels' undertaker at WrestleMania 25. But I don't know... If that's exactly a moment. The, the wedding of Macho Man Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth. That would be another one. Earthquake sitting on Jake the Snake's snake. Poor, I think it was Damien? Lucifer? Yeah, was no, well, snake?
0: well, well, better than that was the snake biting the Macho Man.
1: Yes, the snake biting the Macho Man is another. I mean, so many great moments. Uh, Shawn Michaels putting Marty Jennady through the barbershop window. The Rock interrupting Chris Jericho. Stone Cold confronting Mike Tyson. What's your favorite ever professional wrestling moment? I want to see if we can add to the list. Double down on the list. I was hyped last night watching. Like I said, I thought Cena was amazing on SmackDown, just the, his c- crowd control, and then the crowd response. God, if I'm WWE,
0: I'm begging Cena to stay as long as
1: possible. <laughs> For sure. 855-212-4227. You've got to get on the phone with Brock Lesnar, too, I think. 855-212-4227. At Robin Ludberg on Twitter. That's R-O-B-I-N-L-U-N-D-B-E-R-G. And what should be the new name of the Washington football team? I'll give you my response to that coming up as well um and i wouldn't exactly say my response is new it's the robin ludberg show and it's here with you on cbs sports radio this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news
0: you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive